0: Hello everybody, this is Beth Wiersdell, author, and welcome to the Witty Writer Show. And I am beyond excited today because I have with me here Paul Cood. Hello, darling.
1: Hello, it's lovely to see you.
0: I'm so excited, Paul. (laughs) And I've got to tell our viewers why, because I actually have all of your books. Thank you very much, Lee.
1: You're very welcome, yes.
0: I was super excited. I love getting book mail. I have to say, it's one of the best days ever when you receive new books. And and look at this. Look, I've got them next to me as well. Look. Da, da, da.
1: Fantastic.
0: This is is Paul's books. I'll tell you, they are absolutely beautiful. And while everybody's joining us, I'm just going to quickly share them, Paul. I don't want to embarrass you, but they're stunning. So this is book one. This is A Threat from the Past. I've got to say, the covers are absolutely to die for, Paul. I've got to tell you, they are. Look at this. Beautiful. This is book two, A Chilling Revelation. Oh, my gosh. I'm in love with these covers. I've got to be honest with you, Paul. I could drool over them all day. There we go. This is book three, A Twisted Prophecy. I love the titles as well. I'm going to have to talk about that with you in a second. Um, There we go. This is book four earth's custodians they're so dramatic paul i absolutely love them
1: i I do like the covers they've been very well Uh,
0: done. epic this is there we go this is book five a fiery farewell they really do set the mood and then you've got two i'm just leaning over i don't want to put my boobs on the screen um there we go and these are two standalones aren't they this is frozen to the core
1: yeah that one's a um that's a, a short kind of prequel um, yeah. But you, you should read the main series and then hop back to. I use as a reader magnet.
0: Okay. dokey And this one is The
1: Christmas in Crisis. Oh, yes. That one's quite special. That one, um, yeah, you could ask me about that one a little bit later on, and I'll I'll tell you all about it and why it's special.
0: I just love these covers. I love Dragons full Stop, I've got to tell you. And we've actually got quite a lot in common, Paul, which we, we'll come back to. Um, we've already got people joining us and, and putting um, – details on and saying hello um we've got heather who's joined us she says hi beth and paul i agree those covers are amazing
1: hi heather nice to meet you
0: they are stunning Heather. You're absolutely right we've got claire who's joined us she says hi beth hi paul hi claire um t has joined us as well hello t thank you darling and we've got oh claire says gorgeous covers love them Fantastic, thank you. Very so dramatic. Honestly, I, I'm in love with every single cover you have. I really do. Now, the the books that I've just shown are part are, are all in the White Dragon Saga. That's right. Um, which, which is absolutely amazing. And you do have a Facebook group, I believe, called the Dragon um, Dragon Domainers. That's it, Dragon Domainers. So if you if you're intrigued. Uh, by Paul's books, as I know I was. Um, then you need to hop over to Paul's groups and I've I've listed all your links. Yeah, thank
1: your thank you very much. Yeah, I'd be very happy for you all to come over and join. I try and keep you updated as to what I'm up to when any cover reveals. I have a monthly competition, so you're all very welcome to to try and enter that and um win some signed copies. Oh there we go.
0: You need to get over there and join after our interview. Um Susanna's joined us as well. She says hi Bless her heart. She's so lovely. There really are. Now, Paul, is writing something you've always wanted to do since since you were young? Or did it come along quite by accident? And I say this because I already know the answer.
1: Um, how did it happen? Um, so I can remember writing as um, sort of around about sort of 9, 10, 11. I can remember writing at school and being really into it. Unfortunately, I got kind of distracted around about the age of 11 or 12 and fell in love with my sport, which as a lot of people know is field hockey. uh, If you're in America or just hockey, Um, and that's just all I wanted to ever do. And I just spent my youth just playing as much as I could um, to the detriment of probably everything else um
0: and, and other people's ankles i would imagine cuz i used to play hockey
1: <laughs> oh well yes lots lots of injuries along the way but lots of lots of fun and shenanigans i think we should uh, we should say but as for the writing um book 1 unsurprisingly came to me in a dream as in just one go it played out like a movie in my head i was sitting with my wife one saturday night on the sofa watching some, some rubbish television and it just played out in my head from the night before. And I was, I was—I must've sat there like just, you know, gobsmacked mouth, uh, you know, wide open catching flies. And it, it all played out. And I told my wife and she said, wow, that's amazing. And you must, you know, you must go on and write that. And I was like, oh yeah, I can only type with two fingers. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> but, um, but the dreams, you know, they just, they just continued uh, about that particular storyline um sometimes in in great detail sometimes tiny little aspects of it and i thought well you know this is this is something isn't it you know clearly something wants me to to try and write so i i spent three months uh teaching myself to type properly which i obviously couldn't um and then yeah i settled down to to write the first book um and which as most people do made a million mistakes and you know all thought it was going to be very easy and everything but obviously you learn from those mistakes and i think by the time i was only a few chapters in i was already dreaming about the second book um and so on and so forth so and still today i still dream about you know the, the stuff that goes on i'm writing book six at the moment and i plan to write book six and book seven this year and have them finished by the end of the year and Wow. And the other night, I had a little dream about something that was going on, and had to incorporate that in the book. So, uh, yeah, that's how it how it all started.
0: How it all began. That's absolutely amazing. And i I can connect with you so much on this, Paul, because my Earth Angels trilogy all started with one really vivid dream. And as you said, it was like it played out like in it like a mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Um, and when I told my friend about it the following day, I literally told her all about this dream and and what happened. And I said to her at the time, "Wouldn't that make a great movie?" And she's like, "Yeah, it really would." Um, but I mean, I mean, I'm glad you you kicked into action straight away. For me, it stuck in my mind for over two years, two and a half years. Oh, wow. I Thought this is ridiculous. It just keeps popping in my head. I need to write this down. So I'm so glad that you actually thought, I'm I'm just going to do it. That's absolutely amazing.
1: Um, well, look, I mean, luckily I was in the kind of position, I, I, our youngest daughter had just been born and I'd been made redundant. So essentially my wife loved her job. And so I, you know, it was agreed that I would look after her full time, you know, and do, you know, all the house stuff and all the rest of it. So in those tiny little gaps, you know, while she sleeps and stuff like that, I was able to teach myself to type and then obviously go on and start, you know, my writing journey and you know, make some of the mistakes that have kind of led me to where I am and to, to get a little bit better. But, you know, I was just fortunate to be in that position. I think if, you know, I'd had like a full time job and all the rest of it, I think it might might have been very different.
0: Yeah, I, I can vouch for that because I've got a very close friend, as everybody knows, Autumn, who just started a new... Author group together called Write Better Author Smarter. So make sure you join. So I've got. Some I exciting, think I have. Yeah. I got some exciting news, which 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 Paul knows about, but I'll announce later on. Um. But yeah, Autumn. I mean, I don't know how she does it. I mean, she's a full time English educator, like high level, and she and she publishes all these historical fiction novels. I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she fits it all in. I think she must take lots of herbs or something. <laughs> We've got some more people joining us. So everybody who's joining us, please say hello. We love to give you a shout out. Terza has joined us and she says hello, everyone. So thank you for joining us. And we've also got JD. Hello, JD. julio has actually just received my copies of books he's just bought them so thank you very much julio i appreciate you and he sent me the best book selfies ever i've got to tell you paul (laughs) fantastic Uh, awesome he's very photogenic you'll have to have a look on my profile if you Mm. want to see them. um now claire says so why dragons i mean i know everyone loves dragons but what drew them what drew you to them specifically? That's a good question. So
1: was it just the dreams or or have you always been fascinated with dragons, Paul? I've loved fantasy from a very early age. I mean, I think like a lot of people of my generation, I was influenced heavily by Star Wars. Um, so I can remember going to see, coming out of the, the first film with my grandfather, who amazingly was as gobsmacked as I was. I was only eight or nine at the time. Um, so, so that had a big influence on me. But you know, growing up, you know, I've read all sorts of fantasy books. I've read like Lord of the Rings and all of the Harry Potter stuff. I mean, Terry Pratchett is, um, oh, sorry, is one of my favourite authors, probably my favourite author. And given that he, um, he, when he was alive, he lived um, not very far away from me and used to hang out in Salisbury. One of my biggest regrets, in fact is um, I used to see him in the city centre and I was a big, I had all of his books and part of it was not having the courage to go up and you know say how fantastic I thought his books were but part of it I was, I'm really kind of polite and I I didn't want to bother him Uh, and if I knew now that you know I don't think it would have been a bother he would have quite liked for me to go up and say oh wow you know um, fantastic I love your books. Uh, One of my biggest regrets is on those occasions and there were three or four times when I you know saw him in town i never went up to actually say your books are fantastic i absolutely love them and i really should have done um but you know it's just all of those things i, I used to play um, video games and they'd have like dragons in and stuff like that so i think i've always been drawn to the the fantasy side of things but as i say for the most part it was the the kind of the the original dream that kind of kicked things off um and that's where it all started you know dragons Dragons turning into humans, guiding and protecting humanity, or trying to at least. Um, so yeah, it was. It's been a, a combination of things, really. My 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 sort of reading habits. You know, the films I've watched, the video games I've played, probably all of those together mixed up with mixed up. There's some sport in the books. Hockey, my my love, is actually in there. So it's all the thing. All the crazy things that run around my head are in the books. I think. That's just
0: amazing. I tell you, it's it's amazing how our minds work and and process and give us little s- snippets of gifts that we can use in you know to be creative with. I think it's just absolutely amazing. Um, I've just been told off. <laughs> Claire says, "Big tease, Beth. When do we get the exciting news?" From the exciting news later, my angel. Uh. Later. I'm going to keep you you going for a little while. Uh, Francisco said hello as well. He says, hi, everyone. You are awesome. Hello, Francisco. Thank you, darling. We've also got Dot Caffrey. She says, hi there.
1: Hi there, Dot.
0: And we've also got Sherry Brown, who's joined us. She says, hello, I'm from Mooresville, Indiana. It's lovely to see you, Sherry. And, um, oh that's how i'm trying to keep up with these there we go uh francisco says how are you um well i'm absolutely fantastic
1: um and how are you feeling paul yeah very good yeah um, i'm very happy to be on yeah i've been looking forward to this for a long time i have i will confess now i've not done a podcast before um but i'm very happy to be here i've watched some of your shows i was a little bit nervous i watched some of your shows beth and i was thinking yeah not a problem not even i do not have any doubts at all about coming on so um yeah thank you you do a very good job
0: oh thank you darling it's just like having having a a cuppa and a chat with a friend that's just the way i like it absolutely um let's have a look so dot says i love dragons and write about them too what's not to love about dragons i've got to tell you um and sherry says what character would you choose to be if you could Oh, that's a very good question. Or well, character
1: from my books? I think from, from any character, I'm assuming. Any character? Oh, goodness me. Um, I need the choices. <laughs> I, do, I do like, so I have to say, I do like some of the Aragon books. Um, so perhaps something out of those. Um, and I'm a big fan of, as I say, Terry Pratchett. So maybe, maybe... Um, yeah, one of the characters out of the Terry Pratchett series, Vimes is always very good. In fact, um, as a little tribute to Terry Pratchett, there's a um a character in um Christmas in Crisis called Vimes. And I do say at the front of the book that it's a tribute to him because one of his most famous famous characters is called Vimes. So um...
0: oh, that's interesting. And it's really it's really funny that you did that actually, because um, like you, I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter. Um, I mean, we've, we've both got children, you know, I read all the Harry Potter books to my kids and became more addicted than my kids. (laughs) I I love the whole Harry Potter, the the whole thing. I love the movies, the books, brilliant. Um, So one of my characters in my books is actually JK Rowling. Um, And I've only had, I know it's going to be like, for some of some of our viewers, um, who've read my books but um, but yeah a lot of people didn't realize that this lady Joanne in my book is JK Rowling. Wow that's
1: fantastic.
0: But I have received a few messages from people going oh I see what you did there <laughs> but I just wanted to give I just wanted to put her in my book a little bit because her books are just so amazing and they inspired yeah. me so much. I think it's nice to give that little bit of love
1: to a little bit of recognition i think yeah i think if they change your life so much i can i mean i've read all the harry potter books and when they were coming out from about the i think the third third or fourth one onwards you used over here you used to be able to get them um i shouldn't i probably shouldn't say this you you, amazon used to send them out like just a a couple of days early and no no kidding you when they arrived i just read them all the way through stay up till like four, five in the morning, only get up, only have like an hour's sleep, but just read them all the way through. That's, yeah, you know, that's I how like good that. they were.
0: It's like binge watching a Netflix film, you know, like that, your eyes always... <laughs> Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Oh my gosh. We've got loads of, uh, loads of questions here for you, Paul. Okay. Julio says, what are some major media books, movie shows that helped inspire your creative journey and expression.
1: I think I was always, as I've said, I think perhaps Star Wars started off my imagination. I was very captivated when that came out. That was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I can remember at that, you know, being eight or nine or whatever it was, I can remember doing lots of drawings. I would draw all sorts of spaceships and droids and, and then I'd start writing just kind of a little bit, you know, as you did at school and stuff like that. But, you know, my, my homework would be about, you know, those were the stories that I'd kind of write about that universe. Um, So that had, I think, a huge influence on me. And then as a reader, um, I've got, I would say perhaps not all of them, but nearly every single expanded Star Wars universe book, which is my kind of precious book collection that I have. so that's had a big influence on me. But as for the sort of fantasy side of things, again I, I play when World of Warcraft came out, not sure I want to admit this, I played that for a couple of years, quite a lot, until I found myself staying up until three in the morning and, and thinking I've got to give this up. So, you know, that's that's a huge fantasy element and stuff like that. But but I like most fantasy books. Um, I tend to find I don't enjoy the films quite as much as the books. They never seem to be as good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's kind of really how it is.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean, actually, because of most of the books that I've read that have been made into movies haven't been as good, because mm-hmm. what I consider to be the best bits of the book are never in the movies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's the, the last couple of Harry Potter movies, isn't it? If you yes. read the books, you're you're kind of thinking, Oh hang on a second, there's a there's a few bits missing. Um, and oh, and as I said, I met I love the Aragon series of books. and yes. um, but they did one film which I managed to catch by accident one day. Oh my goodness me, Christopher Paolini will be absolutely horrified by what they did to to that one film. It it doesn't resemble anything. That, that, that's in his books, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, just the way of the world, I think, isn't it? it? It is,
0: unfortunately. It really, really is, and and it's it's amazing how much they have to cut down a book to be mm-hmm. able to fit yeah. it into a, a movie and ha- allow for that time. Um It's quite amazing. But I do understand what you mean about you know being blown away by Star Wars and everything, because at the time, I mean, obviously. We're you know we're both English, so at the time, I remember you know Doctor Who being on the t v and the special effects were absolute math at that time um and the star wars Star Wars movies came out, and the technology that they used was so advanced in comparison yeah. to what you were seeing on the t v It was
1: like <laughs> yeah, it was it was mind blowing at the time, seeing it at the cinema that first time, and then, of course, it wasn't like like nowadays where you get it d v d you know three months later. That's it, it's gone for, for years until it
0: comes out on video. So uh, I, I, yeah. I used to go to the uh, Saturday and, and Sunday matinees, which they had in those days. I'm showing my age now. Um, but they used to have children's groups, didn't they, at the local cinemas on yeah. Saturdays Sundays in the morning. So, you know, the parents could get rid of their kids for the morning on the weekend, and we'd go and watch it again. <laughs> what a terrible thing to do. I know. I had such a great child. Um OK, Francisco says, great to see you both. And congratulations, Paul, on your book.
1: Hi, Hi Francisco.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, Sherry says, thank you for answering her question. So interesting. And she also says, wow. It's amazing, isn't it? I'll tell you, it's amazing how our minds work. They really, really are. OK, um, Claire says, or she would like to know, should I say, do your books have a targeted age range, or are they enjoyed by many different age ranges?
1: I think, from my experience, they are enjoyed by many different age ranges. I always say young adult, so you know, if you can read Harry Potter or you know Percy Jackson and stuff, it's that kind of thing. Um, I have readers as young as ten, maybe maybe nine year olds, reading them and loving them, and you know, telling me all about the plots and all the rest of it. Uh, but I would say I probably get more adults reading them than children. That's my experience, or more adults than teens reading them yeah. um, and enjoying them. So, um, yeah, so it's a broad range that they appeal to, hopefully, um, which is is not kind of how it's designed. But I think that's how my writing, I might, if I have a style of writing, I think I would describe it as young adult. So, um, yeah. I
0: think it's absolutely wonderful that you, your books are more aimed at young adult because there is such a huge readership of adults who prefer literature that doesn't have the adult scenes yeah. and language and your books are so beautifully written, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great that adults can enjoy them as well as the younger generation, but also that parents can read the same book as their teens and have yes. something to talk about. Um, I mean, that's what I, as you know, that's why I actually published my books in adult and young adult, yeah. because I wanted to, for, for parents and teens to have that reading connection and be able to read a good book and have something to talk about afterwards, and that's exactly what you've enabled them to do. I mean, they're, they're such amazing books. I love the, the image in my head of, you know, parents sitting in their chair and the kids on the sofas and they're all reading your books yeah we'll talk about it afterwards i think that's i think that's beautiful especially but, with the pandemic going on
1: yeah I, I mean i i have to say i think you know if i hadn't written them if i just stumbled across them in a bookshop or Wherever I, it would be the kind of thing that I would absolutely lap up as a as a reader, it would be what you know. It would blow my mind, and that's you know that that's what I want to read. So that that kind of I'm lucky enough to be writing the you know what it is I love, and what it is I'd like to read.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, Claire also says so. As the films often disappoint, would you like to see yours <laughs> transfer to the screen? Or would you feel comfortable handling over uh, hand, literally handing over control of them oh that's
1: a that's a good question i mean obviously you'd be thrilled wouldn't you if somebody said that they wanted to make a movie of your books that would be you know a huge honor wouldn't it but yeah f- for me i'd want you know absolute reassurances about how they were going to be you know how they were going to be made you know lots of guarantees, I think, before I would actually agree to do anything because you want it right, don't you? I mean, is it, you know, you can only think of a few sort of fantasy series or I can, you know, the Harry Potter films, yes, they had to cut them down and cut bits out, but they're fantastically made, aren't they? The characters, you know, you, you can, you read the book, you look at the film, wow, they blow your mind, don't they? And again, perhaps with Lord of the Rings, uh, again, fantastically made all of the 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 beasts and the characters and stuff you can if you've read the book you can fully relate to them and i think brilliant but there are so many other fantasy films that just don't come anywhere near doing the the books justice um and that would be i think would be a concern and something i would need to have um yeah a big conversation about i think
0: yeah i think i'm i'm gonna hold out for james cameron (laughs)
1: <laughs> Very sensible.
0: I mean, you Avatar. Oh my gosh, that's the one of the most amazing films I've ever seen. And and when I like you, when I picture scenes from my books in my head, like the reactivation of of um, Stonehenge and and stuff like that, is so magical in my head. I think I need I need James Cameron to bring this to life.
1: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, you mentioned Avatar. My eldest daughter, who is eighteen, um, only a couple of days ago, she came home and she disappeared upstairs. I was thinking she's she's in the bathroom much longer than usual, and um, she decided without telling us, which is her perfectly reasonable as her right, she uh, she was dyeing her hair and she was dyeing it blue, and she she's was. got really dark curly hair um, and. It didn't really, the, the dye didn't seem to have any effect on her hair as such, but it was all over her neck and she did look like one of the, I did tell her, she looked like one of the aliens off of Avatar.
0: That is so funny because I've got two daughters and I can so, so connect with you on that.
1: <laughs> was the whole bathroom left blue as well? Because I've had that situation going on in my house. No, I think um, I think it, it was mainly all the towels. I had to do a lot of washing to try and um get all the dye off. So so it didn't transfer to the hair, but it did transfer to her skin and to the, to all the towels. So, um, yes, a little bit of uh, a little unsuccessful, shall we say. Oh, I, I do know how
0: to dye your hair blue, but I'm not going to tell you because your dad might not be impressed with you. <laughs> well, I think
1: she, she tells me she has to have, have it bleached first. I think somebody has to bleach it and then it has to go blue. So, um, whether she's working on that or not, I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, That's a kind of a pink job and not a blue job. I'm trying to get involved with that.
0: We have pink and blue jobs in our house. It's just the way we like it. It runs like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Autumn says one page is a minute for a movie. There we go. So just to put that in perspective, that's obviously why they have to cut out so much of a book to mm. try Fit it all into one movie so that is that is mind-blowing
1: oh well there's no no chance of any of my books getting made and there's
0: not a hope sorry i'm just having to block a spammer there we go they're gone um we do not want to have spiritual readings thank you very much let me just uh, try and get rid of this person oh my gosh so i apologize it's going to take me a second to get to everybody's comments now because somebody's trying to spam Um, just ignore them. I'm sorry. They might go away. Um, Okay. Let me try and find. Okay. Oh, there we go. Um, Terza says you can put control in the contract. Um, And she's absolutely right because I know um, Stephanie Meyer, she had actually quite a lot of feedback, didn't she? When she created um, the Twilight movies with the directors and everything, she had quite a big say in how she wanted it and what you know how much she wanted in how much she wanted out but then that's very easy when you're so f- rich and famous all of a sudden
1: uh, <laughs> yes that's it I, I think i think you kind of have to it has to be something very close to the vision that you as an author have of it if somebody takes it and they want to do their own thing with it exactly you know, i don't think i could agree to that even if there was a lot of money at stake so um yeah,
0: exactly. So this person is all over the place right now. So I do apologize about that. Um, so my mum has joined us from England. Hello, mum. Hi, Lynn. She's my biggest fan. I love her to <laughs> bit. um uh, Sherry says, oh, my goodness. So she's shocked at the the whole situation with movies and books that's crazy um Suzanne says lol my my teenage daughter loves to color her hair she has dark hair too so she bleaches it first yes yeah uh,
1: I, think, I think that I think that's the plan but she's got um I think she's got another month uh six form before she finishes so I think she'll be finishing her exams or what what passes for them at the moment and then I wouldn't be surprised to find that on the very next day, the first day that she's free, she suddenly bleaches her hair and Blue. looks like a yeah, looks like something out of Avatar. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's fine. She's she's very gorgeous. Well, they both are. So. Oh, that's
0: cute. That is so cute. Um, let's have a look. Uh, oh my gosh! Everybody's saying hello to my mum. Mum, you're famous. Everyone's saying hello to you right now. That's so lovely. My mum is awesome. I've got to tell you. Um, now what what are your plans for the future paul i mean are you are you hoping to do continue the series on and on and on or have i mean I know it's difficult have you set your sights on finishing
1: after a certain amount of books? So the main series currently has five books in it um and we're getting on for with all of it we're getting on for a million words so there will be two more books. I'm currently writing book six. Um, which is called Evil Endeavors. And I am, as of today, I think I'm 162,000 words into it. Wow. Um, and my plan for this year is to uh, finish that one off. So that will be somewhere between, somewhere around 200,000 words. And my plan is to then not release that straight away. It's just to write the next one, go straight on, write book seven, um, for which I have a name, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, it's a good name and it is very apt. That's all I'll say at the moment. So um, yeah, and, and finish both of them and then hopefully have them edited and released by the end of the year. It's quite a big ask, but fingers crossed. And then that's it. That's, that'll be seven books in the series. And um, you know the other reader magnets and stuff of which there are three, which they're, they're not short ones either, but they all relate to the series in some way, shape or form. So yeah, and that'll be yeah somewhere approaching a million and a half words probably so uh in all so that's that's the idea and then after that who knows i probably have to go and get a proper job i should think
0: <laughs> well let's hope that everything just goes and, and blows up for you and then you have to do, that would this, be
1: nice.
0: do this for a living now just for our viewers just to let you know paul has very kindly offered to do a giveaway uh which is absolutely wonderful thank you paul so once you once we finish our interview, um, if you share Paul's interview everywhere, anywhere, um, you will get an entry to win a signed copy of book one, A Threat to the Past or sorry, A Threat from the Past. So you will get a signed copy of this or if you prefer ebooks, you can win the whole set of ebooks. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> It's so exciting. So so make sure you share, share, share. And you can share Paul's interview on book groups, book pages, wherever you want. As long as I can physically see them shared, then you will get your entry. So super exciting. Um, now, we've got another question for you. I've got to say, Claire is on the ball with questions today. She is awesome. She says, so although fantasy is your preferred genre to read, do you read any other genres sometimes for a change?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I love sci-fi. Um, that, I think, to start with was was probably my bigger love than fantasy, um, probably, again, due to Star Wars. Um, I like reading a bit of steampunk, um, and I love thrillers. Um, I, yeah, as I say, I love f- fantasy and sci-fi. When I was a teen, nothing engaged me at school. But uh, I can remember. I used to. Uh, you might know this, Beth. They, they used to have lots of these uh, mail book clubs where you used to used to used to order what you wanted, and they'd mail out the books. And yes. you know, they they'd all be cheap for like a couple of goes, and then you'd have to pay for you have to buy one, and it was a rip off price and all the rest of it. And I used to belong to some of those. And I can remember. And um, they mailed me out um a tom clancy book called debt of honor huge great big hardback thing uh, by mistake and i was so lazy i just couldn't return it and it sat on my bedside t- table for months and then i ran out of something to read and i picked this thing up and i just i just got hooked straight away and i just plowed through it and then as you do with these things i had to go and find all of his previous books and then start at the beginning and read all the way through and uh i think in some of my What In the first book that I did, I I read back through it after I'd written it, and there's a little nod to Tom Clancy in one of the things that I actually do. He, in his books, you you kind of start reading and it's all really engaging, and then suddenly you'll come across a little paragraph that makes no sense at all, and you think, what on earth is that? That's just... Where's that come from? And then you kind of read on and you get another one that continues the little paragraph that was about nothing at all. And obviously in the end, it winds itself, you know, it's crucial to the actual story as it goes on. And in my first book, and I think in a couple of the others, unconsciously, I think I've done a a little couple of bits like that. So um, that's probably a nod to him and how much I like his books. So, yeah. So I like thrillers, steampunk, sci-fi. Yeah all sorts of things It's amazing isn't it I, I think a lot of people automatically assume
0: that you always write what you read um which is a, you know which is a natural assumption i actually have always been a huge fan of horror i love stephen king jones herbert you name it the scarier of the book the better i'm not into the movies so much now because my husband makes me jump as i'm watching them I'm cool. he'll grab my leg or something but i love the horror books so when I had my dream, that started my books, I'm like, where did this come from? Um, so it doesn't always work the same way, does it? Yeah. Although I am a huge Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, yeah. I love all that as well. So it just goes to show that you can have quite a, a varied taste in books and yeah. stuff to write. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you think you would be tempted to have a go at writing any other
1: books in any other genres? So I've got a few ideas for when I finish this. I mean, I need a rest after after I finish these. I need a rest for, and a break from it for a little while. But I've got some ideas. This is going to sound odd for, for three or four. Um, they're standalone books, but they're in a series. That doesn't make any sense at all, but I'm not willing to explain it anymore. Um, but they're kind of much more adult themes. And I, I'm not convinced that my style of writing actually lends itself to, to, to be able to actually do those and do them justice. So I'm kind of mulling that over a little bit. But that's, if I if I do get around to writing those, that's a, a very long way off. That's exciting, though. Oh, my God. Watch this
0: space, everybody. Watch this space. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's have a look. We've got, we've got some more questions as well. Oh, this is a good one from Sherry. Sherry says, How do you (laughs) celebrate when your books come out? Me, I dance around my kitchen.
1: (laughs) 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 Fantastic. Well, so what normally happens is, um, so I finish, I finish, I write the last sentence of one of my books. And you can imagine anything from 180 to 210,000 words. So I sit here and write the last sentence and I'm, absolutely overjoyed and ecstatic for about 20 minutes i i I can't tell you the feeling the adrenaline rush and then i have the the biggest biggest downer of my life i think because what's to come is the editing and the editing is what i absolutely hate the most i can't tell you how much i hate editing i understand the need for it i know how necessary it is But I hate editing with an absolute passion. And I'm sure my wife is in our living room at the moment laughing her head off at this bit. Um, But, yeah, I I hate the editing. So for about 20 minutes after I've written that last sentence, I'm absolutely overjoyed. And then um, I tend to come back down to earth with a huge bump at just the thought of the editing. So um, that's generally how it works.
0: I feel your pain. I don't think there's anything tougher than an author, haven't it? literally edit their own work because you know you have to be ruthless and and be smart about it but it's so tough especially when you like a particular sentence or paragraph and you love it but you know it's got to come out because it's just not working and you don't want to but you know you have
1: to (laughs) well well my editor is the lovely woman sat in the front room laughing her head off at this my wife and she's exceptionally good at it and exceptionally patient with me um and generally i i don't think i'd be wrong in saying that most of the time she gets her own way we do so the the last book i wrote was i think 210,000 words the fifth book and i think we possibly i possibly put my foot down maybe maybe 10 or 11 times and you know this is this is what I've written, and this is what it's supposed to sound like. I don't care if, the, if you think the grammar's not right. This is what it's supposed to sound like, and so it stays. But when you think of you know all those pages, all those words, and we're only arguing over you know ten or eleven sort of sentences or whatever, I think we do quite well generally, to be honest. You sound like a dream team.
0: I've got to tell you, absolutely
1: <laughs> fantastic. I really, really do. Well, um, she's, she's very, very good. I kind of,
0: uh,
1: I don't think she'll mind me describing her as a grammar Nazi. There's um, nothing wrong with that.
0: We all need a grammar Nazi on our on That's our what side. she
1: is. But it, in some ways, over the course of the years, she's kind of ruined me because very occasionally, normally when I'm not feeling very well, I go back and read some of my old books by some of these famous authors that I might have already mentioned. And do you know what? I find... <laughs> I find grammar mistakes and spelling mistakes but that you wouldn't believe in famous authors, huge books that should have been edited. And that's how my wife has trained me to be, to, to pick up mistakes that, that you just shouldn't find. It's amazing, isn't
0: it? I, I mean, I, I used to love reading and I just used to read. I, I would just read it and enjoy it and love it. And it was great. And now I've learned so much. I, I now, when I read books, I also imagine think, "Oh well, I wouldn't have put that there. I wouldn't." Have done that. <laughs> I don't know why, because all these people are, way, you know, all these people are famous and well known and and everything, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, I wouldn't have done that." Just me. It's 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 funny because we all have such individual writing styles, and that's what everybody has to remember. Um, you know. We're not all JK Rowling, we're not all Stephanie Myers, we're not all Tom Clancy. We've all got our individual styles of writing. So that affects our grammar to an extent as well. Because we have a, you know, we all have our own different pace of writing and everything else. So it it's amazing. It it when you start writing books, it changes you. It
1: really, really does. It does. I agree <laughs>
0: totally, yes. <laughs> Um, Sherry says, Can I go ahead and share now? You may. Um, share, share, share because people can join us now and and join in the chat. Um, oh, and there you go. Terza says, Yes, you can share anytime. She's on the ball. She really is. She is great. Um, Terza says, Because she's an author as well, she says, I dance around the house too and hug my daughter. LOL. Yes, that's that sounds
1: like a great idea. My children would run like the wind away from me. If they, if they thought that was going to happen, they'd be like out the door, off up the street. No, they won't be hugging them to celebrate. That's hilarious. That's teenagers for you. That is
0: teenagers for you. Yeah. Tersa says, editing is horrible. Yes, LOL. It is, yep. And going over the, the same page again and mm, again. Yep. It is, but it's worth it. It is worth it. Um, Claire wants to know, what would be your best tip for an aspiring author full of doubts? That's a very good question because we all have da- major doubts
1: when we first yeah. came, don't we, Paul? I think write what comes naturally to you. Write what you want to write. I hear about all these people writing. Oh, they're writing for what they think is going to be the next big thing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Write what you love. Write what you think about, what you daydream about, what you dream about that would be my advice, you know, and then if you love what you're doing and what you're writing about, you'll make the best job of it that you actually possibly can. I think that's what you should do. That's certainly how I've approached it. I just, I love writing about the characters and all the things that I write about. So in some ways, or well, it is, you know, you have to knuckle down and do the work and stuff in some ways, it's for quite a lot of the time, it's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I think, you know, if, if you don't write what you're passionate about, mm. you're never going to be completely happy with it because you're not writing from, from your soul and your heart, are yeah, you? absolutely. I, yeah. I agree with that. And I, one other thing I want to mention, Claire, um, is it's never too late to start writing either. I mean, the, there's so many top artists across the board, whether it be acting, um, screenwriting, book writing, whatever. There are so many successful people that started later on in life, yeah. you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Um, so I don't think it's ever too late, is it, Paul, to to just do it.
1: Go for yes, it. Absolutely. You Put just lose. I tell people, people come up to me and go, Oh, well, I think I've got a book in me. Oh, I don't know that. You say just just write a hundred start by writing a hundred words a day. How long yeah. is that? That's five minutes, isn't it? 100 words a day and just just write 100 words a day for a month and let's see what you've got at the end of it and before you know it you'll be writing 500 words a day and then it'll be a thousand words a day and you start writing thousand words a day you know in three months time you've got a huge novel so Yeah. uh, yeah just just start off just just write what's inside and just just let it come out you don't have to show anybody do you to start with but exactly. just, just just start really tiny and then just see what you've got after a month and have a look at it. You'd be surprised at what you can achieve and what kind of kind of actually comes out of you and comes down and gets written on the page.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. And another thing I would definitely say is for any of you budding writers, the moment you do start writing your book, take yourself seriously. Start creating author profiles, start telling your friends, because the, mo- the more support you get early mm. on, the better it is for you, because then by the time you finished your book, you've already got a following, you've already got people that are interested in your book, especially if you share snippets of your book, because you're intriguing them, um, and then you've already got those people waiting to buy your book upon release. Um, yeah, so- I, I think we'd just
1: add one thing to that, just do the social media, get involved yes. with the have a Twitter account and a Facebook account and whatever else it is you love. Because not only will you find that that helps with your following and stuff, there are lots of great authors and writers out there. that are always willing to help and share advice. I can't you know, I see all these horror stories on the television and stuff about all the everybody's bad experience on the Internet. I can honestly say in all the time I've been doing this, I don't think I've had one bad experience and I've had lots of people who if I struggle, they help me. Yeah. I have, um, It's it's in my mind anyway. It's such a friendly community, the writing community. Everybody gets on really well, and they're always willing to help and lend a hand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I tell you, the writing community is absolutely amazing. It it really really is. Um, and I, I like you. I don't think I've ever had no. one experience no. to be honest yeah. with you. Um, it's it's been absolutely amazing and again for those of you who are thinking of writing or who are writing or have already published if you're stuck and you want tips of tips or advice then make sure you join my mine and autumn's group which is write better author smarter because between us we give a wealth of information Mm -hmm. um marketing writing you name it we've we've got it for you so make sure you do that um Let's have a look here. Oh, crikey, we've got loads more questions up here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Terza says, I corner my children so they can't get away.
1: (laughs) Mine are too big for that. They're monsters, they are.
0: Oh, you wicked woman, Terza, you wicked woman. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Oh, there you go. Terza says, yes um says share her beside your name so yes make sure you just tag me when you share um the author interview for paul and then i will see um joanne's joined us from the uk hello darling um she put hi guys not been on for a while it's all go on the ambulances i don't know how she manages to do it paul she's she works on the ambulances looking after so many poorly people Plus, she's recovering from COVID, bless oh, her. Oh, goodness,
1: fantastic. Um, you you have all of our appreciation for I me, know, yeah. right?
0: She's absolutely yeah. amazing. They all are. She yeah. says, but I love watching your show, Beth, even if I have to play catch-up. It's very inspiring and interesting. I might have missed it earlier,
1: but um, who is your favourite author? Oh, who is your favourite author, Paul? Yeah, yeah, probably without a doubt, Terry Pratchett. I love all of his books. And there are some of them just just thinking about some of the scenes and some of them just make me laugh you know i think an author that can make you 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 laugh and cry and stuff um it's just fantastic and there's there's one book of his in particular called the fifth elephant there's a a little bit in it anybody who's read it will know where um the magical talking doggy is trying to explain the name of a wolf to captain carrot I need to say no more it's just utterly hilarious and has me every time I read it tears um flying down my cheeks <laughs> that's wow. so lovely
0: i tell you it's amazing isn't it how some books you can just connect with and mm. all those emotions isn't it so yeah. so for people who who are meeting you for the first time paul um give us like um like an overview of your books and the white dragon saga just so people sort of know a little bit about what your books are you know along the lines of
1: so it's essentially a young adult fantasy adventure all about dragons some of the dragons live deep underground in huge magical cities others take human form on the surface in an effort to guide and protect humanity which essentially gets them into all sorts of trouble and that's kind of how the whole series kicks off um and things tend to go from bad to worse from there with each book. So um,
0: it's a bit of a roller coaster, I, w- I would say. Of,
1: yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there, there, there's lots of ups and downs. There's lots of magic, tons of dragons, um, lots of there, there are some some deaths and some yeah, lots of different characters get introduced. There, there are. There uh, are mainly kind of three friends to start with, but that soon becomes a lot more than that. So uh, there are lots of characters to get your teeth into and to get to grips with. So uh, that's very much it.
0: I love shifters anyway. I, I, you give me, a, you know, a wolf shifter, bear shifter, dragon shifter. I'm in. <laughs> I love that whole concept because I don't know about you, Paul, but I, I I'm a big animal lover. I, you know, I really do have a big connection with animals. I respect them. I, I think they're absolutely amazing. I can't imagine our planet without them all. Yeah. Um, so to have a dragon shifter, it's like taking the best qualities of dragon and the qualities of human and just meshing them. I mean, you can't get a better combination than that, really.
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't think so, but uh, yeah. And there are also um, there are also lots of mythical creatures kicking about in um, some of the books. So. Uh... Oh, Is that to get your teeth into as well? You guys need
0: to get them, get them, quick, <laughs> especially with the new ones coming out this year. It's absolutely amazing. Um, everybody, when you do get Paul's books, make sure you please leave reviews. Um, as our author friends who are watching know, sorry, my eyes are watering like mad. Look, um reviews are everything they really really are and if you do read any of paul's books um, please review them because those reviews then tell others what the books are like um and and, and for authors it's invaluable so so read review please
1: that would, that would be very much appreciated thank you
0: exactly it always is isn't it i'll tell you Absolutely, yes I, I never realized how important reviews were until i became an author and then i went back and i actually reviewed the majority of the books i'd already read because oh, well. i suddenly yeah. had a, such an appreciation of how much they mean to the authors and how yeah. much it helps them i went back and wrote them all
1: <laughs> yeah well, it's it's one of the hardest things one of the hardest things to get isn't it it's um you know it's uh, it's very and it also as well you wouldn't believe how um how amazing it makes you feel when you read a good review when somebody you've never met before um write something very nice about one of your books it um there are few better feelings in the world than that
0: yeah it does it inspires us to keep going it really really does absolutely yeah uh claire says thank you so much for all the tips very useful she is lovely and terza says i used to write for years just for myself and i couldn't have done it without i needed it for my own peace of mind I only thought much later about publishing, but it's great to get out the stories in your head on paper. I agree. Um, and I think a lot of us rely on our writing as um, as like a therapy when we're going through tough times, whether it be emotionally, whether it be mentally, or whether it be physically. It's always such a good way to get through difficult times, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I I have to say there's there's a certain something that I've only experienced in you think of all the words that I've written, I've only experienced it on perhaps half a dozen occasions, but for me on those occasions and it's, it's when I've got nothing on in the rest of the day, I'm just, which very rarely happens. I'm, I'm sat here. I think I can write, but I'm doing nothing for the rest of the day. No, there's nobody else around me and you just sit down and start writing and you think I'll write a couple of thousand words or 3000 words um which normally i do about a thousand words an hour or something like that and then you look up and you've written seven thousand words and you know six or seven hours have gone past it. and you think and it, it just it, it's an amazing feeling it's like you've lost yourself in it the words themselves have come out and you just think wow and, and the feeling afterwards is just yeah it's um it's stunning absolutely stunning but it's it doesn't happen as often as you perhaps like it to to do
0: I know, life gets in the way, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really does. Uh, Terza says, yes, the writing community is amazing. Yeah. Um, Suzanne says, I agree. The writing community on social media is so supportive and wonderful. It really, really, really is. Let's have a look. Oh, my gosh. I just skipped a load of messages in and I'm Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Um, Sherry says, I appreciate all the authors. You have taken me places that have lasted me a lifetime. Thank you for your gift to me. Oh, that's lovely, Sherry. Thank you. Isn't that lovely? Um, Claire says, already joined? And yes, I agree. The writing community is, from what I've seen, a super friendly one and very supportive. Absolutely. Um, And I think you might have a new fan, because Joanne says, oh, I love fantasy books. And something." And she loved the dragons in mine, so she's going to love the dragons in <laughs> all. Well. I know she will. Um, Suzanne says, "Paul, your books sound wonderful. I'll have to check them out. I think my daughter will love them too. Maybe we can read them together. Fantastic idea. Um, we did that with Eragon, Harry Potter, and TV Doctor Who and Star Trek. Oh my! Oh, that,
1: that sounds brilliant, fantastic. That's exactly what you should be doing. If my if my children were younger, that's what I'd be doing with them.
0: Yeah, she definitely needs to do this. And I mentioned this recently. I honestly think there's such a huge children's book market out there. Um, I think there should be a system for children <clears throat> to be able to leave their own reviews of books on Amazon and stuff. I think kids should be able to leave their own little comment on there in a safe platform.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: And say, I love this book. It was fantastic. It gave me good <laughs> dreams or whatever they want to write. Yeah. But wouldn't that be nice for kids to be able
1: to actually leave their own reviews for books? I suppose it's difficult, isn't it? Because they have to do it through, like, an adult account or whatever. And, you know, you know how funny Amazon can get about reviews and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. That does it in a perfect world. That sounds fantastic, doesn't it?
0: Exactly. Well, the thing is, you could do it with Facebook and that now. You can have child settings yeah. on Facebook. So you never know. Just remember me, everybody, when <laughs> it happens. And you go, oh, Beth suggested that. <laughs> <laughs> It was Beth. It was Beth. There we go. Sherry says, good idea. There we go. (laughs) Paul, you have been an absolute pleasure to chat to. I'm afraid we're running out of time. Thank you so much for being the most amazing guest.
1: You're very welcome at any time. I've had a wonderful time and you do a great job. And I love listening to it it when you interview other authors and stuff like that. Anytime Anytime you'd like me back. I'd be very happy to come and do so. I would like
0: to have you back when the next two books are <clears throat> when the next two books are out. Sure, yeah. Also, don't forget you've got to share this interview of Paul's <laughs> to win a free signed copy of The Threat from the Past, which is book one in the White Dragon saga. Or if you prefer ebooks, you can have the whole set of ebooks from Paul. So you just got to share, share, share. Um, you've got until next week, um to, to get involved. So share everywhere, book clubs, wherever you want. Just share, 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 share. Um, Now, just to let you all know, um, I have started a podcast. So today's interview and the previous interviews are all being uploaded to my new podcast. I will add the link so so you can join my channel. It's on Anchor FM, but it will be on Spotify and eventually, well, it's on Google now, Google Podcasts. It's getting on all the others. So you'll be able to listen on your way to work or in the bath while you're ironing while you're supposed to be working while you're on your lunch break so i'm trying to make it as easy for everybody to to join in in the fun and have a listen but thank you everybody keep posted on the events don't forget to like and share everywhere so like and share my facebook author page and youtube and everywhere else um because we have actually got mark gotleb from Trident Media, New York, big, big publishing company. Um, It's the Trident Media Group. Um, Mark Gottlieb is going to be coming on the show on June the 22nd. No, 21st. I do apologize. June the 21st. Um, So I've actually created the event today. So make sure you click like and get notified on there. Um, But you'll be able to pick his brains about everything to do with being a literary agent, what books he's looking for, um, the do's and don'ts of, for authors. There's going to be such a massive wealth of information coming from Mark. It's unbelievable. Um, and we're going to be uh, chatting to him. I'm super excited to get it from the horse's mouth. So don't miss that. Paul, thank you, darling. Come and see us again. And um, please keep up with the comments because people will be watching after we finished, if that's all right. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody,
1: and we'll see you next time on the Witty Writers Show. Bye for now. Bye.